It is Monday, and it's time to check in, as we do every Monday, with the folks at Crane's Detroit Business to see what their top stories are that they're covering this week. And the Crane's Detroit interview brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Learn more at michiganbusiness.org. Joining us on the JR Morning Live line, as always, is our friend Mike Lee, managing editor of Crane's Detroit Business. Mike, good morning. Good morning, Lloyd. How are you? I'm doing well. So they're getting together today, this transit caucus, to talk about public transportation, something uh, that uh, a lot of states, you know, who have public trans- transportation, they tend to bring in more young people. We want to bring in more young people, and uh, we need to get our transportation taken care of. Yes, this is the early stages of uh, of, of something new in Lansing. Uh, quite a few uh, legislators have gotten together like you said, they're forming a transit caucus to discuss ways to improve uh, public transportation in Michigan. Uh, it's a pretty big group of lawmakers, uh, about four dozen of them, which is like 40% of the total in Lansing are, are taking part in this. They are holding their first uh, their first caucus meeting this week to uh, to, to start spinning up this effort. Uh, it's, a, it's a heavily Democratic group, but there are Republicans in the group as well. Um, and, and transit is really seen, you know, as, as, a, as, a, as a way to, to, to lure and keep young people in Michigan as part of the, it was heavily highlighted in the, uh, the report from the Governor's Commission on Population as, as, as something that, that young people really value. Uh, they don't necessarily want to be forced to own cars to get around town and get mm-hmm. to work. So uh, th- this, is, this is seen as something that's important now. Michigan's history with with transit, especially Southeast Michigan, is as we know not great. Um, our our transportation system in in Metro Detroit has been fractured for for, for many years. Separate systems. Uh, it's a, it's more coordinated now than it has been at times in the past. But this is a decades long effort. Obviously, uh, various efforts to to really create a true regional system that's 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 funded properly have have failed for one reason or another. Uh, so we'll see if this 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 new effort from uh, from, from Lansing uh, makes any difference. Mike, I think about this all the time. A train to the airport would be amazing. How about a train up north? Uh, they should go. call you... me for ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 fantasy Rail Networks are one of my favorite games to play. <laughs> uh, right, figuring fair. out how to pay for it. How, figuring out how to pay for it is the uh, Right. Uh, On the EV front, something we talk about a lot on this show, uh, a Silicon Valley startup is coming to Metro Detroit. Yeah, this is a a EV company uh, that's uh, located in California called Lucid Motors. Uh, They've got a new model that they're 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 getting ready to uh, to to start selling. But it, it appears that they they need some of Metro Detroit's talent, automotive engineering talent, especially to uh, to to continue to grow. Um, they're going to open a $10 million engineering hub uh, in Metro Detroit that will that will employ 260 people. Uh, it's supposed to go tomorrow to the Michigan Strategic Fund to to approve some some tax breaks, is our understanding. Uh, interesting company. It's one of you know a number of 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 uh, pure play EV companies that are you know trying to create alternatives to Tesla and, and compete in in what's become a pretty tight market. Uh, this company's had a rough go of late, like many of those companies. 
Um, but uh, they still have capital to invest in, in this sort of engineering center. So we'll, we'll see how they do. Um, we saw some layoffs from, for example, uh, Rivian, another EV, EV maker uh, last week because they are, the sales have not grown as quickly as they would like. So, uh, but this, you know, to me, this is a sign that, you know, if you need automotive engineers, you're still coming to, to Metro Detroit, which is, uh, is, is one of our great strengths. And also, uh, Mike, there's uh, some changes to, to some laws when it comes to mobile home parks. What are these changes about? Yeah, uh, Democrats in Lansing are making another move on, on housing, really. Uh, they're, they're considering bills, debating bills on uh, regulating mobile home parks, especially uh, especially in terms of what kind of rent uh, the owners can charge for the lots in those parks. The background here is that uh, investment companies, private equity, have been buying up mobile home parks. They see them as a really good investment because they can immediately jack up the lot rent uh, for the residents there. Since mobile home residents tend to be lower income, that can create problems for those residents. So the Democrat, excuse me, the Democratic bills, you know, actually include a form of rent control that would limit. Uh, rent increases to the rate of inflation. There are some exceptions to that in the bills, uh, but but generally that's that's what they're looking to do. Uh, mobile home owners are obviously pushing back really hard on this, and it, it's always true that you know if you if you regulate what someone can make from 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 an investment like this, you will get less of that investment. And they say if you need more housing, which I think most folks agree that we we by and large do, especially affordable housing. Uh, that putting those sorts of limits in place isn't going to get you more of it. So uh, it'd be interesting debate. This is not a done deal yet, but uh, it is, it is something that the the Democrats are looking at. Finally, Mike, I mean, spring is coming. There's the boat show happening out on the West side of the state. And you guys looked at some trends and what's hot right now. Absolutely. Our, uh, our, our friends at Crane's Grand Rapids business uh, last week was the Grand Rapids boat show. And, uh, took a tour around there and looked at some of the trends. The, the boating industry is very, very focused on uh, getting uh, millennials, especially out onto the water and into boats. Uh, one, of, one of the trends is uh, pontoon boats are apparently becoming Well, becoming they're easier to now. drive. They are, they? yeah. My cousin yeah, has a pontoon boat. She loves it. Yeah, but they're 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 low in cost. Uh, they're versatile. There's a lot of different things you can do on them. So you know they're seen as a way to get millennials who, you know, it, 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 to become outdoor water enthusiasts who might you know they they're not going to be able to afford a you know a 35 foot, whatever sort of boat. I'm not a boater, um, but they're uh, they're uh, you know it's it, it's it's seen as an entry level. The other thing that that was at the boat show that I thought was just awesome was this uh, this amphibious yacht called Niguana, which literally has retractable tank treads on the bottom of it so that you can drive your boat right up onto the beach. And, uh, and, and, and I well, thought that was a pretty extraordinary thing. That would be a lot easier for getting the boat in and out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, absolutely. My- it, it, it's, uh, but anyway, I made, made me look forward to summer. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we have so many boaters here in Michigan, uh, and so uh, a lot of people looking forward to that and what's going on at that boat show. Mike Lee, Managing Editor of Crane's Detroit Business, always a pleasure to talk with you. Thanks. And uh, coming up, 
At uh, 635, you know, hundreds of Ukrainians rallied downtown the day after the two-year anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. We'll talk more about that coming up at 635. Also, uh, later on, we'll be talking with Major Tony Durrell from the uh, Salvation Army about the uh, radiothon we took part in on last Friday. That's all coming up, and that will be at 749 here as JR Morning continues. 